Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, a show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And turns out I was right all along because the Cowboys are not dim boys, and they are, in fact, yet again, a team that wins so many regular season games and does nothing in the playoffs. I was wrong, however, because I'm an idiot and picked the Cowboys to win that game for no reason. I went against myself. So even when I'm wrong, I'm still right. And I think that's the lesson from this most recent week of NFL games. Super wild card weekend was super and the fact that it was super not fun to watch most of the games, if we're being honest, in terms of watching competitive football. But we got one good game. We got a lot of good storylines. We're going to talk about all those, and then we're going to preview the divisional round um, and hopefully hopefully preview what the Chiefs can do to go to Buffalo and beat the Bills and make it to another AFC Championship game with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. Hopefully that'll happen, but I'm not that confident. So we'll get to all that and more on this wonderful episode of, of this beautiful podcast that you all love so very much. So. Another one. And, and there's, there's the David Adlib. All right. David, super wild card weekend. Normally we would do in chronological, I think, but let's start with the Chiefs because we might as well. Um, surprisingly surprisingly the dolphins were actually their point total was 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 shockingly close to the temperatures that were outside at arrowhead stadium putting up only seven points david first before we even get into the actual specifics of the game what happened our takeaways share your odyssey of going from not having any tickets to sitting in a lower bowl for a Chiefs playoff game all in the course of eight hours i think yeah it was kind of wild um friday night i don't know maybe on i was on twitter and i saw you know chiefs accounts arrowhead live a number of them you know just talking about how cheap the tickets were because of uh how cold this game was going to be and uh so i think friday night is when i started like texting you guys in a couple chats like i mean hey it's a playoff game. Yeah, it's going to be cold, but like, you know, we could spend game. under $50 in the upper bowl or spend under 100 in the lower bowl. Like, we're going to do this. I expected Zach to not be able to go because he's like in Iowa, whatever, like 18 hours away. Also you not were, a Chiefs fan. That's true. That's true. Uh, you were in Springfield. Couldn't do it. Uh, TJ just wimped out. Uh, and many other people did as well. Um, but funny enough, my wife was like, let's do this. I was like, which really? is not what I would expect at all. No, no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you want to do this? She's like, I want to go to a game. Let's go. I was like, okay, you know. So, uh, and that that fast forwarded, I guess that was like Saturday, like right before lunch. Um, she had plans, and then uh, she texted a friend of hers who was also going to this hangout where a couple of girls were going to hang out, and they moved it because Sophie and then a good friend of ours wanted to go. So. At like eleven thirty, we bought tickets, and uh, 
like four hours later, we were leaving for Kansas City to go to this, to go to the game. And uh, crazy, I was row nine. We yeah, row nine, I, which is you had good. You had really good seats. Um, and yeah, under a hundred dollars for that. I mm-hmm. think. Can you just describe? Because we've all been, or anybody that's been to a Chiefs game November on has been to a cold Chiefs game. I think I've been to a couple um, that have been pretty brutally cold. The last. The the AFC Championship game last year was was rather cold. It was not it was not very warm. It wasn't terrible, um, but I think it was like in the teens or single digits. This game was negative. It was it was what negative eight or negative nine at kickoff, and mm-hmm. wind chill was minus thirty. What did that feel like in the stadium? Um. Hmm. So it's gonna sound like it wasn't a big deal but like because obviously you get to that point of cold where it's like i'm comfortable being uncomfortably cold because you just know Mm -hmm. how cold it is Mm -hmm. but i had like five layers on top on bottom uh we we were prepared we came prepared i -hmm. actually was somewhat comfortable but it is crazy like where i where i most felt it was i would like take my hand out of my pocket um to take what like a 12 second video of like doing the the chop you know and by the time i was done with that video like i was in pretty severe pain of like i gotta get my hand back in my pocket like it's hurting pretty Mm bad Mm -hmm. um so just little instances like that my toes were cold after so here's the thing we got there like at 5 30 we got there really early but i was like wanting to be safe because you just don't want to be 10 minutes to kick off and you're like yeah you're trying to run through the parking lot to get into the stadium yeah absolutely so we got to our seats and there was like 83 minutes till kickoff. So there was, we actually just stood the whole time. Like it was warmer just to stand. Uh, and of course I was just chilling. I row nine at Arrowhead stadium. So that I was like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, but the ladies were like, wow, we got a long time till kickoff. Psychopath move to get there an hour and a half before yeah. kick and go into the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before kickoff, my toes were already cold. So I'd kind of accepted that. And, uh, as we were walking to the car, really my whole, my, both of my feet were like kind of numb. But besides that, like I was able to stay somewhat warm. And of course you have everything, all your skin is covered, but your like eyeballs and my eyebrows were like frozen and stuff. It was Mm kind of crazy looking Mm -hmm. back and, and then finding out that 16 people were treated for hypothermia uh, after in or after the game um yeah i feel like, like a lot geez. of you don't want to blame them i'm sure there's some people that just got it and you know it was bad luck or we, whatever we both know why there why were a lot of people who they were they were doing camera shots and scanning and like you see a guy with a hoodie and then a jersey on over top of it You're like dude this is that's not it's not 40 like it's yeah. cold what are you what are you yeah. doing uh so but would you say build up once it filled up, it got somewhat warm in that you're so tightly ask. packed that like it and everybody's realize, yelling. Yeah, you don't realize it stops the breeze really. So once it got packed, uh, it, it was kind of nice. You know, you get distracted with the game. You get in the game, you kind of forget. You know, sometimes how cold you are. But man, it mm-hmm. was electric. Colin mm-hmm. Coward said, "Hey, you know, it's cold. Their mouths are going to be covered. They're not going to be worried about yelling as much. Like it's not going to be the same Arrowhead." And uh, I'm pretty sure 72,000 people heard him say that because it was insane. Yeah. Uh, so it was oh, really yeah. cool it's to a be a playoff game. That. It's a playoff game. Um, was that your – Have you, you've been to a playoff game before, right? That was only, that was my third one. That was my first playoff game, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's special. I get why – see, as a 
This is going to sound just incredibly cocky. But as a person who's been to the last two AFC championship games, I was looking at the degrees and I was like, it's, even if I could go, I, I don't want to. Like, And it's not worth it for me. I've already seen them do this. But a playoff game, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's very different than the regular season um, and just the way that everybody cares about it. This was a good game to go to in that I, I, I don't feel like I – and you can tell me differently, but I, sitting at home – the end of the first quarter, I was like, okay, so we're winning. Like, I don't, there's always that little, like, you know, little, little creep of doubt. Of, like, what if Tyreek Hill breaks off two massive touchdowns and then, oh my gosh, and what's going to happen? But there was no doubt. And I bet that was probably just a comfortable feeling that you could just be like, all right, well, I'm not really nervous about how this is going. I'm just excited for how we're playing. Yeah. Honestly, like Chiefs, which they just, when they played in Germany against the Dolphins, that first drive, they drive down. Dolphins elect to give us the ball first, which with how the offense has looked, probably not even a bad move. Offense mm. drives right down the field, scores, and then the Dolphins get the ball, go three and out. And when they went three and out and punted back to us, I was like, we've won this game, which is a weird feeling. Not weird feeling because it's the Chiefs, but weird in that this year is really not like. Yeah, there's not a lot of dominance. Like that. But I was like, all right, we're fine. And honestly, like I was expecting the Dolphins to look good in the first half because – Tua and these offenses look really good with their scripted plays, and Spags is a halftime adjustment guy. So I was like, even Absolutely. if the Dolphins look good in the first half, like I really am confident in our defense. And uh, but it didn't even get to that. I think was it sixteen to seven at halftime, and then I I wasn't terribly mm-hmm. concerned after that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're right in that it was like a it's still a playoff game. It's still a big big atmosphere, but it's not like I'm just gonna throw up i'm so nervous that we won't beat the Bengals or the bills or you know so yeah exactly um i looked i mean in all of this was it looked on the while we're watching the game on the broadcast there's a significant amount of dolphins players that just had no interest in being there especially after they went three and out tua seemed kind of flat i think tyreek at times didn't really seem motivated but the worst part was their defense there were quite a few guys in their secondary that just clearly didn't want to tackle I don't think. Yeah. I think they were cold. I don't think they didn't want to be there. Um, I, it seemed like the Chiefs just had the mental edge, and everybody was, you know, everybody was talking about the weather, right? And the yeah. Dolphins' record, the fact that they have a the well below like sub five hundred record when the degrees and that made are me below nervous. forty, and like I was like, oh great, you know, yeah, you're starting to think like trap game. Here we go. That everybody's going to say this narrative, and a couple people were even saying that like it's the Dolphins. They still have a good. Like they still have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Like they're not going to be a problem. They Tua did not look good at all. Um, I don't really think they responded well. I mean, there was a broken play and Tyree got loose and scored. Outside of that, like there just wasn't really much that they were doing that was scaring us. Um, and I think that was good, but also it's that was just like the perfect circumstances I think for that game for the Chiefs. Like if yeah. you're if you're asking you got to play the Dolphins in the playoffs, what do you want the situation to be? Obviously, wanted it Harrowhead, and then I think second, you want the you want the weather to be bad because the Dolphins don't play in that. So, yep. uh, who impressed you most from the Chiefs in that game? I, I mean, I think we both know the answer. I don't know, dude. I think I want to say Sneed. And I know what your answer is going to be, and it's probably the correct answer. Um, but, man, I just – every game, and even, maybe even seen it live, I'm like, Snead is just – I don't know what it is. I've never looked at him in this way, but this year I've just been absolutely blown away 
and his ability to just not give a crap who he's against, but he'll throat punch him and say, you're not getting anything. And he knocked Tyreek down in the first quarter multiple times and Tyreek did nothing against him the rest of the game. Like I'm just blown away. Yeah. He, he was really aggressive. He knew exactly how to play Tyreek. Um, and it worked out really well. Uh, he's going to get that video, right? I shared it a couple times. It was all over the internet. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Tyreek even acknowledged it. He said he, he jammed him to Cancun. Like (laughs) that's exactly how you have to play a guy like that. And he played it perfectly. I think Snead kind of thrives in these situations. Um, I think that he definitely is a guy with a huge chip on his shoulder and doesn't really get talked about. Of course, I don't know if like, are we having conversations about who the great corner is in the league now? It just doesn't really feel like that's a focus anymore. If you're talking about defensive players, you're normally talking about the D line. Mm -hmm. So I think he probably just doesn't get mentioned as much. I think it actually helped him. He didn't get all pro because I think he'll play even harder and maybe even better, you know, knowing that. I'm sure he'll be motivated and he's going to probably command. I mean, they didn't extend him either. This was a prove it year. Um, And he has. And I think that if you go into the offseason and you're looking at it, you probably are looking, okay, I can sign Chris Jones or I can sign Sneed. Before uh, this year started, there's no contest. Yeah, I'll say say if you're Veach, who are you taking? Probably Sneed, right? I I mean, he's probably going to be a little cheaper. I don't think he's going to command as much money as Chris Jones. And he's going to be there longer. But I don't know. I I, I would love for them to find a way to re-sign both guys. I don't really see cap-wise us doing that. Um, And they're definitely making an effort to be young on the defense. The the defense is in a good spot. That I mean, you have Snead and Chris Jones coming up, but a lot of these guys are not going to be uh, having their contracts come up at the same time. At least, yeah, they're probably going to come up at the same time, but that's going to be a problem for later on. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I saw somewhere that there was like a – you never know how this gets out. Source or rumor that like Chiefs are wanting to spend close to $90 million on a receiver this year for Mahomes. Whether yeah. that's a multi-year deal, whether – you know, I, and I, I'm trying to find that now, and of course you can't find it, so who knows. But we obviously know they're going to spend money – at the receiver position. And so are you willing to have a really good, a couple defenders or are we willing to spend more money so that Mahomes has weapons? I think it depends on how this year ends. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think it depends on how deep the run is in the playoffs, but I, it, it's no secret that the defense has carried this team. I mean, they held Miami to seven points. They have been the better side of the ball the entire year. And it's been very important. And this is where you're now getting into and I know you're probably tired of, I am in many ways tired of the Brady comparisons, but this is where you were getting into the Brady aspects as you're saying, okay, well, we'd love to give Mahomes all the offensive weapons that we can, but what if he just has one really great one or two good ones? And then that's it. And, but he relies on his defense. That's what Brady did a lot of the time. If you look back, yes, everybody remembers the Randy Moss here. But there were a lot of years where Tom Brady was salvaging not great running back play, which is not a problem we have. Pacheco's amazing. And wide receivers who maybe weren't up to snuff or on other teams would be the third, fourth, fifth option. 
And so Pat has the ability to do that. I think Rasheed Rice is a legitimate, legitimately great pick. Great player. Mm. He would be far and away, like talked about as the best rookie, rookie wide receiver in, in the league if it weren't for Puka Nakua, mm-hmm. which was sitting there for everybody. Everybody missed on Puka, not just us. I mean, everybody yeah. missed on Puka. Yeah. So I, I really think that they probably spend money to keep this defense intact because – I think they see that as, yeah, it's great to have Mahomes have weapons and stuff. And this year has been a little bit of a learning curve. But I think, I just think it's easier. And looking at the draft right now, I think it's easier to get an offensive player in the draft and spend money on the defense. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You asked me this. I'll ask you who's the player of the game to you? I know I mentioned Sneed. Is there someone else that's like, whew? I, I think it's Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was probably and, the correct answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, it's just, it's almost quiet. Um, it's, I mean, we all notice it and we're now looking out for him more, but I always seem to be surprised by his receptions and yards total and not in like a, oh, wow, I didn't really think he did much, but it's just like, wow, he had that much. I mean, Rasheed Rice, eight receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. He's just reliable. He's yeah. figuring out now where to hang out in the soft spots of zone. He has clearly the best the best hands on the team now. I mean, sorry, Travis, but Travis was not a sure thing in that playoff game. He had quite a few bad drops. Again, he's getting older. It's whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not really that mad about it. But Rasheed is far and away the best pass catcher that we have now and the number one weapon. And he's taken over that spot and it's very impressive. I just think he's been like each game he's gotten better and that's continued into the playoffs. So, well, yeah, it's not like, Oh, I'm surprised he played that well. You just see him do this and this. And then you, you know, you have an idea of how well he did, but you're like, wait, 130 yards. Like that's insane. You know, on eight catches. Um, Yeah. You know, we have the record for all of, 24 hours until Pukunikua broke the record, the reception record in a playoff yeah, and game. I don't, I don't know, you know, is that 14 yards of carry? I don't know the exact math. That's just a rough guess. But 14 yards of reception, I mean, like that, just, it, it's impressive. And I think he's turning more into the receiver one every game, you know, that we see him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that it's also just like, now get another one. Like yeah, go out and dra- him, draft another but, guy, but doesn't have to be a receiver too. Like, what if we sign a T. Higgins, who is the receiver one, and now she can play receiver too, but still doing that production? Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it's such a nice feeling to hit, and it, we haven't done. I mean, we haven't done this since Tyreek to just hit on a young receiver because then you're like, okay, well, we at least get four years out of this guy before he's going to need all the money on the planet, and receivers yeah. are one of the positions where they just get paid more um, than, than maybe what people think they're worth just because they have a higher market value, especially than like tight ends, people who do a lot of the same things, but not quite. And so it's really mm-hmm. nice to have a deadly weapon there. I think the other thing we would be remiss if we didn't mention was, I mean, this was a game built for Isaiah Pacheco and he just continues to deliver. He didn't, he didn't get to a hundred yards this last time uh, or this last game, but I, 24 carries for 89 yards. Um, he was just 3.7 yards a carry. doesn't look that impressive, but he's just 
it just every time he's just four yards or more every single time it feels like he gets the ball and he had a touchdown he just and he also is like he's the hype guy for this team mm-hmm. like a lot of teams feed off of big receptions like the if you're looking at the Vikings game you know something great's happening when Justin Jefferson makes a play like everybody feeds off that Pacheco is that guy when Pacheco breaks off a 12 year yard run the whole stadium the whole team everybody erupts and he's like the he's really the engine and they need to rely on the run game i think they're gonna have to do that this next week in buffalo because it's gonna be cold again it's gonna be not great conditions and they're gonna need to keep the ball away from josh allen and you do that by running the football yeah we the stadium was at times kind of frustrated like just just run the ball but like i mean they 24 carries is actually a lot a, a lot of carries and you Definitely. could tell they're continually trying to run the ball. And really, Miami did a good job of stuffing that. And I think even Mahomes mentioned, um, like, the Dolphins were caught off guard by how much we want, we threw the ball and how much our game plan was to throw the ball. And so, yeah, I think the Dolphins were like, we're going to stop the run and make you beat us with the pass. And, you know, it was another day in the office for Mahomes. But I think that's why Pacheco wasn't able to – rattle off 115 yards rushing is because you know they when you got seven guys in the box six guys in the box it makes that a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. Um, but he was still able to get 89 yards and a touchdown which is you know impressive to see Mm -hmm. so i mean mean, is this uh, looking at the stats from the dolphins game rishi got 130 yards on eight catches travis 71 uh on seven you know and i know it's cold weather game so it's hard Pacheco, 89 yards on 24 carries. Seeing the stat line, is is this like, can we beat the Bills doing this? Yeah, I think so. First of all, um, I guess we can kind of jump to that game. Uh, the Bills played well at times against the Steelers, but they let the Steelers back in. And that game was much too close in the end, especially when the Steelers were just attempting to give the Bills the ball on so many occasions. And so I think that, the, I mean, the Chiefs almost beat – they put up 17 points and got close to beating the Bills. Like – An elementary mistake away from beating the Bills, really. Exactly. And and so I think that this is a team that definitely – if you get those outputs, I think you can beat the Bills. I think what matters with the Bills is can we force Josh Allen to make mistakes? Because when Josh Allen makes mistakes and then opens up the team, that opens the Bills up. They have a lot of weaknesses – their defense is not built to last, and most of it's injury-related. But once you get past their defensive line, the Bills are not a strong football team on defense. And so I think that if you can get Pacheco, I think Pacheco could do better than this. It's going to be another cold-weather game again. I think it's going to be important. And then I'm not worried about the Bills' secondary. Rasheed Rice can get open. And quite honestly, Travis Kelsey would be the second option. And you know who the third option should be? Noah Gray. Michael Harmon? Noah Gray. Should be the third okay. option. McCall Hardman yeah. should uh, McCall Hardman, a Chiefs player who had no interest in being in that game. Yeah, uh, I one thing neither I one of those him. deep balls he ran. He could have run under both of them if he wanted to, and yeah. he didn't. Well, I, I forgot to say this: we scheduled for four field goals, and two of those could have been deep touchdowns by McCall, uh, and it would have blown the game open. But something I do think McCall can be used for is he will stretch the Bills defense or the Ravens defense back. Even if he's like not catching these, they'll see these wide open plays that are almost a McColl. And I think that will cause this defense to back up a little bit. So even if he didn't have success, at least like that's 
allowing us to get these underneath routes or maybe he does mm-hmm. catch one you know so mm-hmm. as long as it's a decoy at least we maybe could use him i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it's a they really just have to hit on one yeah. if you can hit on one then you make like if you can hit on one in the first quarter and have mccall rip off a 35 40 yard reception um or anybody quite honestly then you make the bills have to cover it then they have to play they have to take a guy out of the box and have to make sure they're covering deep because Mahomes can chuck it back there again. That's just going to make it easier to run the football. I do think they can beat the Bills. Um, I'm just not confident because I I think this was, again, perfect circumstances in this Miami game. I think that it's not one of those, like, I hate when people do, like, did the Chiefs win it or did Miami lose it? Like, I think that's a stupid question every time. But I think this was a perfect, perfect scenario for the Chiefs to go out and dominate. And so I need I I still need them to like prove it. But we're, we have Patrick Mahomes, so we're always going to be dangerous. Yeah. Well, and something else to note: this game, we had Clyde Edwards as our running back one. Pacheco was out against the Bills. That's Drew true. Tranquil was also out, and then Nick Bolton got hurt in this game. So yeah. Two of our main play callers on defense, and then our what you mentioned just two minutes ago, our energy our fire starter on offense was out this entire game mm-hmm. and so for them to lose by three you know with the major flaw that they made and some of those key players being out you know Mahomes threw for 271 yards one touchdown and one like this really wasn't a good game and I know probably the same could be said for the Bills like they had mistakes that they made but like the Chiefs really did not play a good game we're missing key pieces so mm-hmm. I think if we see the same team we saw this last week I think if our defense plays the way it's been playing and the Chiefs don't turn the ball over, I think they win this game. That's true. There two, was, I think the, those two things could happen. The not turning the ball over, I think, was real crucial here. Um, and like if our defense I, is solid and we don't make a dumb mistake in a turnover, I don't really give think the Bills the Chiefs extra possessions. Yeah. Yeah. And the, hey, look, everybody's going to get up for this game. This is Mahomes' first road playoff game, which you're going to hear 4 billion times. You're also going to hear about how many playoff ones he has 4 billion times as well. And you're going to hear about the the 13 seconds game and all of the history with the Bills in the playoffs. This is yeah. the first time the Bills will ever get the chance to host Patrick Mahomes to actually have a home playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be up for it. This is the biggest rivalry in the National Football League right now. I, 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 I mean, it, you, it would be the Bengals if there was another installment. But Burrow getting hurt this year kind of, I mean, lets the wind out of the sails of that rivalry a little bit. But Chiefs-Bills has been the most consistent rivalry. And it's a rivalry in the regular season. But in the postseason, the Chiefs have owned the Bills. Yes, there was a close game. But again, the Chiefs have owned the Bills. And so this is the Bills' first chance to prove it. They're going to get up for this game. So this is just this is going to be a real test. In and Chiefs. I, I think that like they have to win this game if you're the Bills. If you're the Bills, like it's been an arrowhead, and you have your zero and three against them in the in the playoffs, and like okay, it's finally at home. We finally yeah, there's, there's no are excuse. feeling good. Like the Bills have to win this game. Really. Exactly. I saw a joke like you thought 13 seconds was the twist of the knife. Nah, beating you at Orchard Park is going to be the twist of the knife. And honestly, like it's a joke, but that I mean. Is there some truth to that? Like, it's like yeah. always when the Chiefs, we can't get over. It's always the Chiefs. And it's like, okay, we finally get to host them. This is our year. And if the Chiefs come in after on a down year and, and beat them, it's like, well, crap. You know, like, are we ever going to beat them? Now, there's, so, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I'm going to do the thing I I said I hate again. But I, I, Manning was great against everybody else, but he always struggled against Brady. 
And yeah. if Josh wants to prove that that's not him, he's going to have to win one of these playoff games. Yeah. And it at the 13 seconds loss is not on him, but some of the other ones he did not play well. And so mm-hmm. that's just something that they're going to have to, they're going to have to overcome. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game though. Uh, let's quickly go through some of the, I, I want to talk at a little bit about the Cowboys Packers and Eagles Bucks. And so let's just talk about some of the other games. We already did Bill Steelers. I don't think we really needed. Nobody thought the Steelers were going to win that game. They did. No, the Bills covered. No. Um, CJ Stroud is for real. You got to be mm-hmm. feeling great if you're a Texans fan right now because you have the quarterback of the future. And the, the I mean, the, Joe Flacco was going to eventually, the clock was going to strike midnight. And I think it did. Um, he just didn't look good in the second half. And I think once you threw that second pick, you're like, this is it. Back to back pick sixes. It's just it's really tough to overcome, no matter how well everybody's playing. But I think you also, I mean, the offense didn't play well, but you have to lay some blame on the defense. The the, CJ Stroud was absolutely carving that defense apart. The defense that had been lauded as the best in the league, and it it was Mm -hmm. it was just not. It didn't play like that. Now Miles Garrett had been hurt for the second half of the year, but uh, David, do you think that the Texans have a shot to go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens this weekend? I think they do. Um, I think it's literally one of those things like they don't know what they don't know. They're all young. They're all dumb. They don't know. They're going to go in and they're going to play like they've been playing. And oops, we just upset the Ravens and we're in the, you know, you, you just, you don't know. And mm-hmm. I think the Ravens got to be careful. They got to be on. I know um, this may or may not be a factor, but they haven't played in two weeks. Um, like game time, live tackling. And this D'Amico Ryan team is pretty fast and physical. Like you just, if Texans come out and just pop them in the mouth pretty hard, I'm curious to see how the Ravens responds if it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got the talent. I mean, we you know, you we talked about the Browns. Like Flacco has like I thrown a, a pick or two, honestly, every game that he started, but not only has it not mattered because he's made up for it, but this defense of the Browns has been so good that it doesn't seem to have mattered. But I mean, heck, this defense gave up thirty one points to the Texans. And uh you really can't throw two interceptions, especially pick sixes, and then expect to win when the defense gives up 31 points. And I don't even know if that's a fault of the Browns as much as it is the Texans are just really good. Yeah. And, and the Texans guy. are good on both sides of the ball. I mean, their defense, they are. Uh, obviously CJ Stroud's going to be the talk of everything, but Will Anderson's made a really big impact as well. They just nailed both of their draft picks Yeah, and they, both of their both high draft picks. Correctly. Yeah. And, yeah. And you just got to, just got to feel really good about that. So, so I, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say the Texans, beat the Ravens I really don't like it's one of those weird like I think they would really have to get a hot start they would have to punch the Ravens in the mouth and then just see if they could stay up and also it can't be overlooked and this Ravens team has been playing out of their mind but they haven't been a sure thing in the playoffs in the last five years they've actually been the opposite of that so we'll see what happens um it'll be a good game though two really good quarterbacks um mm -hmm. good coaches so yeah Lions Rams. Uh, the Lions finally did it. They mm. have slayed the whatever dark, decrepit thing was hanging over their head for the last three decades. Um, really, just pounced on their prey. Yeah, I, I, good, good one. Lion reference. Wizard of Oz joke is somewhere waiting. I'm just not going to make it. <laughs> I, I they played well. I think that that was by far the best game. Um, 
Jared Goff proved that, you know, um, he belongs where he was. Again, I think everybody's going to do this revisionist thing that we love to do where we see the Lions beat the Rams straight up in a playoff game and go see the Rams never should have gotten rid of Jared Goff. And I think the circumstances they did, the way Jared Goff found out was not great. But let's not forget that the Rams won a Super Bowl because of it. And yeah. that healthy Matt Stafford, I still think, especially at that time, was a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't really – now you can debate it, but at that point, it was not a debate. And Stafford's and the one with the ring. You're right. Stafford's the one with the ring. Now, I, a Lions, a great story. Um, I think at this point, it's all gravy. I think you won the playoff game, you know. I, you got to keep building. That's what they've been doing. Yeah. Dan Campbell seems like they're Detroit's guy. Um, I'm surprised they haven't come out and tried to sign him to a lifetime contract after this. I mean, winning like, people don't understand. I think it's really hard to put in context how big a deal it is to win a playoff game after that long of not winning one. I, I we felt it a little bit as Chiefs fans, but I wasn't alive for the whole situation. But it had been. A long time since the Chiefs had won a playoff game when Niall Davis returned that kick uh, mm. against the Texans, and then we just First play absolutely, playoffs. absolutely dominated them. But it, it, you just got to be riding such a big high. Um, and I, I don't know if they can keep going. I, I mean, you look at it. It, they're the Bucks. Yes, they can beat. I think that it really like the Niners are just a better team than them. But you never know. The Lions have offensive firepower, and it, there's one thing you can do in the NFL if you can just keep scoring. Uh, good things are going to happen for you. So, yeah, I do believe that they can get eventually get it done. Um, but I think at this point, if they lose to the Bucks, it'll definitely be a disappointment. But I don't. You can't take anything away from them right now after what they've done. Yeah, this was really the only close game of the entire weekend, um, which like I still watched these games and it was still like fun. Like even though it's like a blowout, like watching the Bucks have success and Baker ball out, like that's kind of fun. But mm-hmm. really the only close game and I-, I was halfway through this game, I was kicking myself, wishing I would have picked the Lions to win because I found myself cheering for the Lions. And it's what you talked about. Like you just, you're, you're pulled to want to cheer for this team that hasn't won a playoff game in 32 years. And so... Yeah, it's a cool story, and I think you mentioned this last week. Like, it's not a disappointment now. Like, they won a playoff game. Like, that was the goal, and you know, anything else is like cherry on the top. And I think they can get more. Um, but like, they won the playoff game. They've won twelve games this year. They've won the division. Like, this year's already been a success, and it's kind of like, well, let's see how much more we can get from it. So, kind of a cool mm-hmm. story, and it's cool to know a couple Lions fans to see how happy they are, and they kind of cheer for the Lions with them. So. Yeah, yeah. That was a, it was a really good game. Yeah. And speaking of a not really good game, staying in the NFC North. Um, yeah, I mean, I already said it. I already opened the podcast with it. Um, I will take another victory lap about being right about the Cowboys. I was wrong. I did not pick them. I thought that maybe they could get it done against the Packers. But this is a team. So to put this in the perspective, the Cowboys have been top 10 in win percentage the past decade in the NFL. Across all four major sports of the teams that were top 10 in the win percentage for the decade, every single one of those teams but the Dallas Cowboys has made a conference championship game. And only 
three of those teams have not made, have not, not one, have not made the final champion, the final round, whatever it is. The Dallas Cowboys are a historically terrible franchise in the playoffs. They win 12 games in the regular season. They win 11 games in the regular season. They win 13 games in the regular season, and they do absolutely nothing in the playoffs. And what is the common denominator with that? Jerry Jones. He's the only constant. Different quarterbacks, different coordinators, different head coaches. Jerry Jones is there the whole time. And so I, I, is there ever going to be a self-aware moment? And do you think there is a coach out there that will come in and get Jerry Jones to leave the, him the heck alone while he does his job and see if that works? Do you think that's possible? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Because I think it's I think of a guy like Bill Belichick, and it's like, well, will they just butt heads because they both want to lead? You know, like, will Jerry put up with that? And will Jerry then hire Bill because he knows Bill wants that control? So Jerry's not going to give that to him. I, mm-hmm. How does how does that work? Jerry is the owner or, or the Jerry's GM? The, Jerry's the owner and GM. So how is someone like that removed? from that position he he has to give him the power up himself he has to step aside and the problem isn't even that he's gm because they have a good roster like he's okay at that the problem is that every week jerry goes and does a morning radio hit and every week jerry goes and talks about what he thinks the coaches should be doing he's intimately a part of the actual day-to-day football stuff more than most gms are i think and that makes it a problem. And so he wants to also be the coach. He he knows he can't be, but he wants to also be the coach. The only time, let's not forget, yes, Barry Switzer won a title, but Barry Switzer won a title with the greatest roster of all time, probably. So that doesn't count. Jimmy Johnson is the only coach to ever really have postseason success for the Dallas Cowboys. And it's because he didn't put up with Jerry Jones, which is why Jerry Jones hated him for the next three decades. He didn't put up with Jerry Jones crap and just did whatever he wanted. Like Mike McCarthy, they have regular meetings before the playoffs. Jerry Jones goes on a Dallas radio show and says, we're going to take it game by game, evaluating Mike McCarthy. The coach is saying that before they've even stepped foot on the field for a playoff game. He's already saying, we're going to evaluate our coach. You have no job security there. And you have no control. You're not the guy. It's Most head coaches are the guy, and the GM is kind of the overarching, put the pieces together, but isn't, isn't involved in day-to-day stuff, isn't doing that. And, and Jerry does. Jerry has to be. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I, I was blaming... Well, I don't even know who to blame. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. The conversation I've had is like, this has been happening too consistently across too many years for it to be players. Yeah, D- Dak this, Dak that. He was in the MVP conversation this year. At this point, I think it's coaching, or maybe it's Jerry, when it's consistently happening multiple years, the same issue. Mm-hmm. That's no mm-hmm. longer a player issue. Mm-hmm. It is the coaching staff, or like you've been talking about, the ownership, and something needs to happen because players have changed, but the same problem is happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I've come to in that yeah, I, and and that's not to absolve Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott of blame or the defense. The Dallas Cowboys defense also played terribly. Let's not forget. And, and Jordan Love played well, but there were quite a few times where Jordan Love was throwing to tight end, like 
wide receivers and tight ends 20 yards down the field that did not have a cowboy within five yards of them. They were just so wide open that you couldn't even believe it. Um, I don't remember the tight end's name, but there was the one Bert down the sideline that the tight end actually had to come back for the ball because Jordan was scrambling in the pocket. But Love throws the pass, and they took a screenshot, and there's nobody in the camera for the Cowboys. There's nobody in the wide shot. Like That's a defensive lapse. That's a Dan Quinn issue. That's a player issue as well. Dak Prescott pisses down his leg every playoff game. He just he does. He, he didn't make it to the divisional round this time. He did it in the wild card. He had to he had to go. He had too much water before this game. Apparently, does it every time. And then Mike McCarthy, like I don't. Do I, what does he bring? I don't know what I mean. The, this is the most talented roster in the league. Yeah, this is a roster that rivals the 49ers roster. Like at a at a certain point, it was. Don't get me wrong, I was laughing, I was enjoying myself the entire time the Cowboys were losing. But I was also thinking, I was also getting mad. It's like, how do you do this? How are you this bad? How how do you waste this? How I don't understand how they continue to screw this up time and time and time again. Except I do. I think it's Jerry. And if he doesn't, I mean, I think it's Belichick is the only person. That could come in and be like, Jerry, leave me alone. Because Belichick, the GM, sucks. He, he, I, we've seen that. That's yeah. what ruined the New England Patriots at the end was Belichick, the GM. Belichick, the coach, is still great. And yeah. he would definitely have made adjustments to that defense and figured it out and would not have given Jordan Love wide open throwing lanes the way that he had them. And well, I think he has that, that solid defense that Bill loves to have. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think it's the only guy that Jerry Jones would come in and be like, okay, I'll leave you alone. Because I don't think he would trust anybody else. But we'll see. We'll see if they – I mean, they still have not fired Mike McCarthy as we're recording this Tuesday night. And I thought if they were going to do it, they were going to do it Monday. Yeah, I mean, it's – like I almost don't blame people for getting – hype on the Cowboys because you do look at this. It's, I mean, we would do it to the Chargers, but really the Cowboys are the it's real the team. It's the guy off. You could just name guys on their team and you're like, it's oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Also, I'd like to note that the first team All-Pro corner gave up 160 yards receiving in this week's game. And the I'm one so that should have been in there gave up 14 yards, but <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they just got guy after guy after guy and it's like, I, it, I don't know. It's just weird. It's baffling how they don't have more success in the playoffs. And it's got to be real frustrating. My dad always made this comment with Mizzou basketball, um, like in Norm Stewart years. Like the, Mizzou was one of the better teams in the regular season, but for whatever reason, when they got to March Madness, when they got to the playoffs, he just didn't know how to coach in the playoffs. And they, they Mizzou basketball never got anywhere in March Madness. And it's almost like a similar thing of like, man, Mike McCarthy or Jerry Jones incredible throughout the year but for some reason when we get to the playoffs he just struggles and is it the playoff is it the pressure is it his he changes his preparation whatever it is and the team falls apart so who knows i don't know i mean there's definitely like it there's got to be some form and some form of the mental thing of like the cowboys that's probably hanging over them before like oh it happens to us every year is how's it gonna happen and then one thing goes wrong you're like oh no not again that felt like the way dak was playing like oh no not again oh no not again but he was just making bad decisions like the the interceptions obviously were not good but i think of that third round when he's scrambling out to the right and could easily 
easily just throw the ball away and get a field goal. Could it could just throw it out of bounds. He just holds on to it for like two extra seconds as the Packers defender is just closing in on him and just continues to hold on to the ball and then just gets sacked. Like in the most obvious sack that's ever going to happen. Reminded me of another guy in the NFC East that didn't know how to get rid of the ball. And so let's just talk about that real quick. The one of the worst collapses of a team in NFL history, I think, had just occurred. The the Bucks put the final as as David put it beautifully in this outline, Buccaneers deliver the final blow to the Eagles. Jason Kelsey is now retired. Nick Sirianni may be fired. Jalen Hurts can't nobody can handle the blitz. That offensive line or Jalen Hurts could not handle the blitz by the Buccaneers. It was just it, it, it was never in doubt. That game wasn't close. It wasn't like the Eagles rallied and then lost at the end. They got creamed. They were getting embarrassed. Baker was picking them apart. They couldn't tackle. They showed a missed tackles graphic or like highlight reel with eight minutes left in the second quarter. You know how many I tackles you have to I miss? That. I was like, dude, they've already they're already bringing this out, man. They're already bringing it out. He missed so many tackles in the first three Buccaneers possessions that they already had enough for like a 45-second highlight reel of missed tackles. Yeah, Even I, Aikman I, was like, I, I know I keep bringing this up, but I'm sorry, but like, do these guys want to be here? Because like, he, he, it was like almost surprised. I think all of us were shocked. Like, they don't even want to be here. Like, they, they aren't even trying, no it looks like. Yeah. I, I was among the people that thought, okay, well, they're going to – it's the Bucks. Like, the Bucks are not good. Like they're gonna figure it out, and Baker, to his credit, played really well, um, especially after not playing well week eighteen. But you just think, like this team again, it's the Cowboys thing. This team has so much talent, and yes, AJ Brown was hurt, but still, this team has so much talent. They're gonna figure it out. Nope, they didn't figure out crap. They couldn't. They couldn't block all night. They couldn't stop yards after catch all night. Jalen Hurts could not could not get the ball out fast enough. Was holding on to the ball too long. Took a, a just an awful safety. Like yeah. one, you have to know in that situation, you cannot run back into your own end zone and then just keep running for three seconds and, and not be expect, prepared to throw it away. Yeah, expect nobody to hit you. They didn't even get a tush push. The tush push they did was even stopped. It's yeah. Like, whew. I mean, nothing worked for them. And is this – David, do you think they fired – I mean, Sir, Nick Sirianni led this team to the Super Bowl last year. They they were in a Super Bowl, and they lost. They didn't get blown out in a Super Bowl either. They made it down to the very end and barely lost to a Chiefs – a really good Chiefs team. Do you, And they, won t- they were 10-1 and 11 weeks into the season. Do you think Nick Sirianni loses his job? I've been talking about it, but I'm not sure he does. Um, I, I don't I don't think they'll fire him. Um, do, you, do you think he should? I know I've been talking about it quite a bit. Man, it's tough. Because, um, you know, last year they went to the Super Bowl. Both offensive and defensive coordinators take head coaching jobs at other teams. Right. And I don't necessarily blame Nick taking out my emotions of just not liking him as a person. Like, I guess not as a, as a personality, he's obnoxious, you know? Yeah. But like just 
objectively, like that can be tough. You lose both your offensive and your defensive coordinator. And it's not, it's kind of the people above you's job to like help fill those positions. Like, yes, Nick, I mean, I don't, like if you're an Andy Reid, you probably definitely have a say in who you're going to hire, like an offensive coordinator. But like, I don't know. I, I think maybe if this happens again next year or like through six weeks, seven, eight weeks, we see the same Eagles team. I think there's a potential. But it is tough of like they went to the Super Bowl last year and won the conf- won their division, won, won the conference. This year, I mean, they, they still won 11 games and made the playoffs. I'm not sure that we'll fire him, and I, I don't think mm-hmm. it'll happen. But again, I think if it's week 10 next year and they're 5-5 five and five, and it's like, what is this team doing? Are 4-6? and six, I think there's definitely position potential that um, they move on because we've seen Howie Roseman. He he's usually he makes really good decisions, and I think he may not even hesitate. Like, okay, we're moving on. We we can't afford to um, continue in this mediocre or mediocre play. So, yeah. And let's you, not do you forget. Think he should or no? Well, I think they should, um, and here's why. I, it's. You can ride high on the first, the ten and one record through eleven weeks, and that's fine. And you can say that that's just as much Sirianni as the collapse, but it's never going to get worse in that locker room. I think vibes wise than it is right now, and I think it's pretty clear that he lost the locker room, um, it, it in just many ways. But I also want to mention the fact that. The Eagles, I think, I just have the chance to go get a great coach. Like in yeah, a normal sure. yeah. year, in a normal year, yes. In a normal year, probably hang on to Sirianni because you say he had 11 wins. He was at the Super Bowl last year. Let's keep him. You know, maybe it wasn't great. It it failed down the stretch. Wasn't what we were looking for, but let's keep him. But this year, you have a chance. If they fired Nick Sirianni, they could go out and offer who knows how much to Mike Vrabel the next day. And you're telling me right now you wouldn't take Vrabel over Sirianni. I think you would have done that even last year because Vrabel has been putting together decent Titans teams with absolutely nothing at quarterback. And quite honestly, not a lot of skill guys either. He's had Derrick Henry. Great. But like who else you, he had Hopkins this year, but who else are you listing off where you're like, Oh, they're so loaded. I mean, Vrabel is lucky to get to coach these guys. You have a chance to get Mike Ribble. You have a chance to maybe get Bill Belichick. I don't know if Belichick would want to go there, but still, you have the chance for that. Pete Carroll is now going to be in a job. Jim Harbaugh is in the mix. Like These are all guys that I think are definite upgrades from Sirianni that you have the chance to get now, but you are not going to have the chance to get them six weeks into next season. You're not going to have the chance to get them at the end of next season. They're not letting these coaches go. These guys are going to sign long-term contracts with maybe the exception of Bill who might do two or three years because who knows how much longer he wants to coach. But these guys are going to get locked down for a while for teams. and You're not going to get a shot at them again. Yes, you can wait and see if you get another OC that turns into the next great head coach. Obviously, that's a possibility. Or you can get a bona fide. You can get a bona fide guy now that most people. I I still don't understand why the Titans fired Vrabel. I, I I legitimately don't get it. I think that's been swept under the rug because a lot of people have just been focused on the playoffs. Because when it happened, and it was such a shock that everybody's like, "Wow, that happened!" But there goes Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. So and Nick Saban a bit, and playoffs a big and deal. And Nick Saban. Yeah, I don't know why they you, fired you Vrabel. Want my opinion. 
Why? Out of all these coaches, you got Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. You have Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Mike Kafka. All these guys that have been brought up. I genuinely think Mike Vrabel will be the biggest steal of this of these available guys. Yeah. I think whoever gets Mike Vrabel is going to be very successful. And I think Bill's a great coach. I think Pete Carroll's an incredible coach. Jim Harbaugh is probably going to succeed. But I think Mike Vrabel might be the steal of all of this because I'm like, I, the, he the sees success as a player and a coach, and he knows that a coach is clear when he has guys around him. And I just I don't know why they got rid of him. I do not know. The Titans got the one seed with Ryan Tannehill. Like, I I I don't understand. I I just legitimately, what do the Titans think they're going to get? Who better? Who is there that's better than Mike Vrabel that they think they're going to get? Because there, I would argue, I would rather have. I don't know. I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh wins everywhere he goes. So maybe you would say, I, I'd like to have Jim Harbaugh, who's going to command a ridiculous amount of money and is not going to go to a team that doesn't have the answer at quarterback. I don't think there's, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's entertaining, entertaining offers for a team where they don't have a quarterback. I'm just, uh, why would you? Why wouldn't you just stay at Michigan for another year and wait, wait for another coaching? Like, just wait. But outside of Jim Harbaugh, like, who would you rather have? Aging Pete Carroll, aging Bill Belichick. Or Mike Rabel, the younger guy who has led these teams that don't have a lot to playoff wins to like successful seasons where they get a one seed when they have no business being the top team in the AFC. Like I don't know who has a better resume right now who made more out of nothing than Mike Rabel. I just don't get why they fired him. And so if you're the Eagles and you have the chance and you think you can get Mike Vrabel, I'd fire Sirianni and I'd get Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you are right in that it's almost like what happened this year, someone has to pay for it, <laughs> you know? And it's like, was it the most atrocious thing we've seen in a season or from a team or a coach? Maybe not. No. But what Urban Meyer was year, a coach for half a season. People forget yeah. that. Yeah, like what we saw this year, like somebody has to pay for it. And that somebody might be Nick, Nick Sirianni. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just – it's kind of common sense at this point um, that the, there's got to be a change. But also, sometimes even if you got something that's decent, if you don't think it's enough to get you over the hump, you have to move. That's what great teams – if you're if the Eagles are fine with making the playoffs every year, then the Eagles are fine with making the playoffs every year. I get the sense that they're not. But if they are, then keep Nick Sirianni. But if you think that you can go out there and get a better coach, if you think you can go from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, you do it. Yeah. You, you do it. Smith it, is it playing well. He really yeah, is playing well. It, it doesn't matter, and that's what great teams are going to do. You're, you're going to go ahead and do that. And sometimes you need a change. And I just think that now if you're going to do it – because if not – the worst thing for you is you sit and you wait and then Sirianni opens two and four next year, th- three and five, whatever. You're mired in mediocrity and you're not going to do anything. And guess who just got Mike Vrabel? Your division rival, the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Commanders. You know, there's going to be two other teams that might be hiring a head coach. One for sure, but two other teams in your division. You don't want get Vrabel just to keep him away from them. I mean, come on. I don't know. We get decisions to make. Um, yeah, man, that's just weird. I think we're everyone's in shock. I mean, like even kind of looking at Twitter the last couple of days, like people are kind of shocked. Like, 
what in the world happened with the like we should get a sh- people are like we should get a show on what happened with the Eagles because it's just like this is weird mm-hmm. like the collapse is weird man just in the body language and everything so mm-hmm. who knows what's gonna happen I I think if we're gonna see something it's gonna be within the week and if it doesn't happen within the week. It's not going to happen. Is it, yeah, no. Yeah, is it going to happen? Yeah. No, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're talking about it. I think, yeah, by Thursday we know. And if they don't fire him by Thursday, they're not firing him. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's not Sirianni, but it kind of seems like it is. So yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, David, we both went three and three last week. Um, missed two of the three games the same both of us picked the browns and the cowboys to win you picked the rams to win i picked the eagles to win good job getting the eagles game right um i think my game my win over you is a little bit less impressive because that was much more of a toss-up but you didn't believe in them and and you shouldn't have so yeah really we're pretty confident in the browns weren't we yeah both of us were like the browns could might maybe do a little something but they (laughs) couldn't so there's that uh all right First game of the weekend, Texans at Ravens, the Saturday afternoon game, which the Texans are legally required to play if they're in the playoffs. Um, they must play on Saturday afternoon. I, I'm picking Ravens here. Um, I know Texans are a nice story. I just – the way the Ravens have been playing, I just don't really – I don't really see the Texans going in. I think they can make it competitive, but going into Baltimore and beating the Ravens the way they've been playing, even if they get us – the Ravens get a slow start. I just think that they're gonna they're so good they can just overcome it. They can run you to death. So I'm picking the Ravens. I'll pick the Ravens too. I uh I was really thinking about it. Um but and I just said, you know, we really thought the Browns were gonna win here, but you know, and here we are now picking again against um the Texans again. But yeah, I for and whatever for whatever reason, right? With the last five six years of Ravens playoff football, we've been disappointed, and Lamar in the playoffs disappointed, and to, there's just a lot of things that should be telling us maybe not to pick the Ravens, but just what they've looked like, they they just look really good this year, and um, so I'll, I'll pick the Ravens. They're uh, favored by seven and a half at home, which mm-hmm. might be a little high. But um, we'll find out. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Next one. I th- David, are we going to just agree on all these games? Because we are. Let's just make this faster. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, do you want to pick the Packers? Jordan loves slinging it like old A-Rod in his prime. No, I don't want to pick the Packers. Because, again, the, I mean, say what you will about Kyle Shanahan, but if they get a lead, they're going to show up. So I think I'm going to pick the 49ers. I'm assuming you're going to pick the 49ers. I'm assuming you're picking the Lions. And then if you pick the Bills, I'm going to literally crawl through this computer screen and kill you. So you better pick the Chiefs. That's really awkward for our listeners because we agreed on every pick. Yeah. And usually there's nice to have some some difference. Yep. What, what do you think? No Discord here. <laughs> uh, I knew you weren't going to do that. You're, you you yeah. may pick the Chiefs to lose in a regular season game, but your heart just will not allow you to do it in a playoff game. Um, if there's one, if there's one upset, I mean the Chiefs beating the Bills is technically an upset, but we're homers, so we're not going to pick that. If there's one upset that could happen. What do you think is the most likely? Texans over Ravens, Packers over 49ers, or Bucks over Lions? 
Honestly, I think I'm leaning Texans Ravens. I do think that'll be a competitive game. Texans are just so fast, and you know, even if the Ravens Ravens jump out to a lead, it's like boom, Nico Collins seventy eight yard touchdown. Like all of a sudden, the Texans can just be back in it with their they're young, they're fast receivers. Um, mm. So I think for me, I think Texans over Ravens is is a for me the most likely upset. Um, what are you thinking? I'm going to, I'm going to agree. Um, I was trying to like can talk myself into Packers 49ers. And I think the only way I can do it is if the Packers defense just has another just amazing game and can force Brock Purdy to turn the ball over. But the Packers defense has been bad all year. And I got to believe that with the weapons that the Niners have in the game plan, that I'm sure Shanahan's been cooking up for a long time. I just don't see it. So yeah, I think, I think Texans could punch the Ravens in the mouth um, and then they have the defense to play with a lead. So it, that's what you, you need. Good rat pass rushers. If you play with a lead and then that's what they have. So I, I, I could see that happening. I don't really think any of them are very likely. I think the only upset I'm seeing that is likely is the one that we both picked. It's chiefs over bills. And yeah, that's really well, because that's a three point line, which is home field advantage is like two and a half. This game is a pick em if it's at a neutral site, essentially. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bills favored by three. Uh, Ravens, I mentioned, favored by seven and a half. Niners by eight and a half. And the Lions are favored by six and a half. So all the home teams, higher seeds are favored, which is expected. They're home and they're the higher seed in the playoff. But a lot of them are you heavy. surprised by three of these are? More than a touchdown. I count the Detroit as a touchdown. I mean, six points, t- you know. Are you surprised why some of these are, are so large, or are you kind of, like, not surprised? No. I mean, honestly, if you're looking at the matchups, though, like, you're thinking about it. Like, the Ravens have been the clear dominant team the last yeah. however many weeks of the season. The Texans kind of limped into the playoffs. They played well against against the Browns, but Joe Flacco is not Lamar Jackson. Um, and so that one makes sense. The Niners have just been dominant. They have been the team that's been proving it pretty much all year with the exception of playing against the Ravens and the Packers while had a good win, they did allow, I mean, they weren't really playing for much, but they did allow the Cowboys to score quite a bit of points in the second half. Um, And so I think that's got to give you pause. And then like the Bucks already, the Bucks again, it's like everything with the Bucks at this point is like you beat the Eagles. That's great. Congrats. Like, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know, I, but the Bucks. I think maybe the Bucks have the best shot because this Lions team, like they just they won their Super Bowl. There is something about the Lions just won their huge game, yeah. And so it'd be wild if the Bucks made a champ NFC Championship game after how much crap we've been talking on the NFC South and rightfully so all year. That if they just came and made an NFC Championship game, well, they, uh, we I texted two or three times in this group chat during this game of like, are the bucks trying to lose this game? They just have like drop Mike Evans dropping passes, you know, Trey yeah. Palmer dropping open touchdowns. So, you know, I think if they're going to beat the lions, they're going to have a, have to have a game like they did against the Eagles. Plus like Mike's going to have to draw, you know, bring in a couple of these cats. Like they're going to have to have a pretty, pretty cleaned up game. It's going to need Anything's to be possible. mistake free. I think. But, yeah. Yeah. But how insane would that be? Like, I don't know if a single person, their friend or their mother, picked the Buccaneers to make the NFC no, Championship I don't think, this year. I don't think Bucks fans would think the Bucks were going to make it that far. So, which kind of crazy. a fun game? I think for Bucks and Lions fans, they're like, "Hey, this is farther than we thought we would get it." It's, or yeah, it's we great. Have, so it's, like, yeah, hey. it's the two teams that won. They already won their playoff game, and that's fine. So, 
Mm-hmm. What What do you think is going to be the best game of the week? It's Bills Chiefs. Yeah, I think the storylines around that one are better than any of the other games either. So yeah, they're uh, three and three against each other. That's including playoffs. Um, and it, it's kind of crazy how similar their stats are. Um, so it's going to be a good game. I did bookmark something on Twitter today because I think it's just very funny. This is a scenario that happens in, in this game. Chiefs and Bills go to overtime. The Bills score a touchdown on their first possession. But it's the playoffs. The Bills petition in a new rule where both teams possess the ball in OT. The Chiefs then get a chance, score, go for two, and win the game. And the person ends the tweet with just poetry. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, like I would, like would never go for two. I and... <laughs> do not wish that to happen at all. <laughs> and yeah, because that sounds like I too much stress. Yeah, I think I may have a heart attack if if that happens. I barely was. You and I were both barely able to handle thirteen seconds. I don't know if we can. Oh handle my that. gosh, that would be well. We are. I mean, people talk about that thirteen second game as one of the best playoff games they've ever seen, and that. Something like that would probably be up there for that same conversation of Absolutely. the best playoff games, which, I mean, yeah, that's just really cool. It's, mm-hmm. I, uh, it's just cool seeing like an action. Like, uh, we as a Chiefs fan haven't really seen this. You can call the Patriots a rivalry if you want, but besides a couple of regular season wins, I don't know if we ever thought we were competing with the Patriots seriously. But I think no. the last couple of years, the Bills and Bengals, it's been like as much as crap we give each other and as much as we dislike a team like it's been fun to like actually have a competitive legit rivalry of like yeah this is not the, just be your the conference people yeah yeah and oh, yeah. so that's kind of that's cool to see and um it'll be a good game uh both this is how you know it's gonna be a good game if you go to both like go up to both teams fan bases or go to both teams you know twitter pages they're both like we can win this game and that's how you know it's gonna be pretty good with like both both te- fan bases feel confident and yeah. can give their reasons as to why they're going to win. So someone's going to be real sad on Monday and mm-hmm. I really just hope it's not me. So, yeah. Yeah. And of course, something to be mentioned, Jason Kelsey retires. What a guy. What a legend. But, um, Greatest yeah. center of all time. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't, I'm trying. I don't know who else would be. And my center knowledge isn't just vast, you know. But Not a center guy that just didn't even bring no. up Jeff Saturday. Well, after his coaching debacle, yeah, I kind of forgot about him. That's yeah, true. That's very true. That's very true. So, Nathan, anything to add before we uh, experience a divisional round of a football this weekend? Um, mm, uh, no. Um, I don't really have anything. Uh. I'm just, I just can't wait for six months from now when the Chargers will be picked to win the AFC West. It's just going to be an exciting time for me and just the rest of the country. So, just everybody look forward to that. I mean, they've won the preseason AFC West is a nine years in a row now. Uh, it's the, one of the most impressive streaks in NFL history, I think. Wow. So, yeah, that's funny. And all serious, no, serious though, it is cool. Like. Just look at the AFC quarterbacks of like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, CJ Stroud. Like, 
and, and the NFC is a little different, but like, I feel like we are turning to like Colin Coward talked about this a lot of like, if I don't know what team to pick, I'm going to pick them based on the quarterback. Like whoever mm-hmm. has the better quarterback most likely wins th- these games. And I think we're kind of finding that in the playoffs of like the team with the better quarterback is, are, is winning these games. And, um, mm-hmm. the NFC is weird. They're just, you got a seven seed in there. You got the Buccaneers in there, but like AFC is like one, two, three, four seed are in all four, probably the best quarterbacks in the AFC this year. You know, so it's just kind of interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue that the NFC, the best team, has the worst quarterback. Dang, yeah. And the opposite for the AFC, the best team has the best quarterback, you know, maybe even this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Lamar is definitely the MVP. He's played better than Mahomes this year. Doesn't mean he's yeah. better than Mahomes in general, but. This sure. year, he, yeah, yeah. If you're arguing so, against that, you're not paying attention. So, yeah, even though Mahomes should have won it, but I, I completely agree <sighs> with what you're saying. Okay, nah, I'm just messing. all right, David. Nope, messing. But uh, yeah, super wild card weekend. Um, wasn't as super as we had hoped. I guess it wasn't that the scores were the, very super. It's a DCEU super wild card weekend. <laughs> that's funny. That's sometimes, good. Sometimes you just get one, and that's it. <laughs> Hey, it's okay because this week we're gonna have a Marvel Phase Four type weekend. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's not really what you wanted to hear. Maybe Phase Two or One, but not Four. Wasn't Four and Game and Infinity War? That was Three. Four is the recent one, I think. Well, are we in Five now? I don't know. I've, I don't know. You see my confusion. We're about to get uh, Infinity War Endgame type football this week. I'll put it that way. So oh, that's going to be very incredible build up. <laughs> all very good games. I'm calling it. Um, one game was, it was close last week. And I'm going to say that only one of these games won't be close this week. That's my bold prediction. All the other ones will be within one score. And if David is wrong, he free Doritos two boxes of peanuts at Dune part two. <laughs> Thank you. Peanut <laughs> M&Ms, not just regular. I'm not just going to eat regular peanuts. In the- oh yeah. That's what I meant. My bad. That's a little Jeez. crazy. I have to buy the that's tickets for that soon, probably. I don't know when they go on sale, but I'd imagine they're going to sell out. That's true. March 1, maybe. Yeah, let's go. Here we go, baby. All right. Now I just want to watch Dune. Um, but yeah, movie movie talk's not quite yet. We got some football happening. And uh, yep, divisional round coming up. And uh, man, we're getting close. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we've been talking about it, and you have been hopefully listening. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.